All right, uh, this is the beginning of the uh, first segment of episode two uh, of the HHT podcast, and I am brought uh, Sleeveless in here with us, and uh, he's our... Um, He's a great guy that uh, uh, joined our community, and uh, he's he's a diesel mechanic, uh, and he knows a lot about like classic trucks and diesel engines, and uh, just a really cool guy. Um, knows a lot about uh, ATS, and he has even started modding uh, using Blender and other software so so let's say hello hi guys uh i want to sorry paradox i was about to cut you off there it's <laughs> all right recording bot is the weirdest shit ever <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> now recording it was just like i don't know i mean i don't know if i'm even allowed to say this it was kind of like a porno i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it was but uh, yeah, my name is Sleeveless. Uh, I am by trade a diesel mechanic. Uh, if any of you guys, uh, I'm you know sure there's a few of you out there. Uh, it's shitty at times. Um, it's a love hate type relationship, you know. Um, but I, you know, that's what I do. Uh, I, I, I do have other ambitions though. I, you know, I think I'm, you know, I think about well, changing careers all the time. What would you say uh, is the engine you most work on? Like, like what brand and, and model would you most say? Most of the stuff I work on today, Cummins. Yeah. I work on Cummins diesels. Like everything. I, don't, I, I, I used to work on Detroits, but uh, we kind of phased them all out. Uh, we were, so we had, uh, a, we had several Series 60s and Series 50s. Um, it was majority was 50s. Uh, the two records were 60s. Um, and then they up, they upgraded and now, uh, the records have Cummins, uh, they have ISXs in them and then, uh, the, all the buses have, uh, ISLs. So I work on 8.9 liter, uh, Cummins diesels. Uh, cool. yeah, um, they're, they're easier to work on than Detroit's. Kind of. Well, no, they are. Who am I kidding? Everything's lighter. Uh, uh, now, it are, would you say that one's more reliable than the other? Or mm, is that why they were phased out, maybe? Uh, to be honest, I think the Detroit's are more reliable. It's just they leak oil like a bitch. <laughs> um, to be honest, uh, they, 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 have, they both have their own set of problems. Um, like, they both were... They, I'm not going to say they both run through injectors, because they don't. Um, I would say they, you know, equally share injector issues. Um, uh, I think, uh, with age, I think, um, Cummins has more fuel system problems. Uh, they all come all the newer Cummins have SCR problems and DPF. I mean, it's, it's every other day i'm i have a bus come in that has you know a clogged stuff filter or something like that um i uh you know so they have like their you know after treatment problems but when it comes to base engine um i noticed that after you know 
you put you know three four hundred thousand miles on these motors uh i'm i see a lot of, like bearing issues like bearings getting worn out on cummins more than i ever did on detroit's hmm, uh really yeah however i did more head jobs on detroit's than i did on uh, that that sounded wrong <laughs> head jobs yeah doing head gaskets <laughs> well see i say i call it a head job because when you're so you can do a head gasket and you know pull it down and probably be okay but when you have you know hundreds of thousands of miles on engines like shit shit you know hard materials do tweak because of the torque of the motor and stuff like that so regardless like even the block i mean the block might look okay but it might be a little i'm not gonna say it's out of spec but it might be a little tweaked like a little like uneven edge yeah uh that head you know it's just easier to have them sent out to like we have our own personal machine shop so uh and so luckily for me i don't have to tear the heads down uh just send the heads out and then they uh the machine shop will check them they'll uh check the face and they will uh uh they'll disassemble them and now i i don't really know a whole lot about engines in general but mm -hmm. uh i would think that diesels probably run a lot hotter than uh not as just because of the compression and the way yes uh so diesels naturally run better when they're warm um but i they don't really run hotter uh okay like any engine if it has no cooling system will, will get hot it doesn't matter if it's gas doesn't matter if it's diesel yeah um, yes diesels do run better when they're warm but where their temperatures are like for instance our uh we have 190 degree uh thermostats in our engines um i mean that's kind of normal for today's car uh they used to be like 180 uh hell my my i have a 01 regal uh project and that i actually have a 160 in that but that's you know a 20 21 22 year old car now uh so i mean yeah they, but on average it might be like 10 degrees over but like i'll give you an idea so paradox you know, i know you own a mazda your your yep. mazda runs around 210 you know Oh wow! Really? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It'll get up to like two ten. Mm -hmm. Where you know, and that's that's because that's where e even if I don't run it hard. Oh yeah, I mean, even in temperature wise, yeah, it'll it'll get up to two, like two ten. Oh yeah, it might even hmm. get a higher net. Um, it's just because yeah. they find more of a. It's just they use that. Um, they use that. Uh, uh, you know that extra heat for efficiency reasons. Uh. You, usually an engine runs hotter hot better when it's warmer it's just more efficient okay. um generally there, there's some yes uh generally engines run better when they're warmer so you know over time and over the last especially the last 10 years uh they want engines to run warmer uh but it's so, it's designed to run that hot though yes right? oh yeah 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 okay. oh yeah, yeah yep 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 um okay. so like with in the diesel world like you know it's 180 i would say is up to operating temp and it's not uncommon when i see these these buses or these engines or truck the trucks uh it's not uncommon if i see them get up to you know 210 you know even 215 
Um, so yeah, I, I they probably they usually run around the same temp. Uh, okay. It's just yes, diesels do run better when they're warmer. Okay. That's true. Interesting. Now you're you're kind of a classic truck uh, nerd, right? Uh, you. Uh... It's not that I'm a classic truck nerd. <laughs> I do appreciate all of them. Um, I just like so. Okay, I. You could say, I guess you could say, it's not really a classic truck nerd. What it is, is there was a time and period of different, like it happened in the car phase too, in the car, in, in automotive too. Like there was a lot of experimentation that happened um, in the, you know, 40s when 40s like went to, when semi started seeing diesel engines and uh, the 50s, there was a lot of experimentation and 60s they did their own experimentation and you know then it kind of like leveled out and like 70s was very similar to 60s except the body designs changed and 80s body designs changed and then it was like in the 90s i guess maybe even early 2000s when they started playing around with air ride um you know with uh air airbags or air bellows or however you want to call them i call them bellows but um yeah uh, you know, so there was, there was interesting, there's a lot of playing around. Now there's no more playing around when it comes to these new trucks. It's, they already have a set base, what they're planning on doing. They might change the design a little bit, but, and all they're doing now is figuring out how to make them, you know, to make emissions back then, you know, in the fifties or sixties, it was a noise complaint, you know, like with Detroit's two strokes, all of them had single stacks in the seventies to combat emissions they uh mandated that detroit's ran two exhausts because it was a noise violation so they would get under they would the uh detroit's that had two two uh stacks were quieter because of your dis of displacement you know you're displacing uh pulsing so uh the decibels of those trucks would actually be lower than like a single stack truck so right like that you know, there was that was an easier combat, whereas now they're, you know, all their manpower. I mean, obviously they have, you know, teams that are designing like new bodies and stuff like that. But generally the trucks stay the same here. Every truck's going to have air ride. Uh, every truck is now not even manual transmission. They're, you know, automatic. So they have a team that's, you know, redesigned the body. And then most of their power is probably going towards, okay, how can we meet emissions? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, emissions and and mileage yeah, these days. I, trying I to mean, get the the most mileage out of the tank of fuel that they that they have. And I hate to say it, like you think about it. So you got you have your you have Cummins and you have uh, Detroit. Those are two big names right now. You have Volvo too. I'm sorry. So you have Volvo. You have you have uh, Cummins and you have. Uh, uh, well, no, we just say let's. We have Cummins in Detroit, right? Big, big engine names that are doing on the road trucking. Uh, when it comes to like your individual companies, so you have Volvo who has Mac and they have uh, Freightliner, I believe. Freightliner? No, Freightliner is owned by Daimler. Uh, you have, um, but then you also have Packer, which owns Kenworth and Peterbilt. So I hate to say it. 
you know, those times have changed. Whoever's designing your 389 also designed your W900, you know, like that's just, this is the way it is. So, and then the team that designed the engine, the Packer engine, that's finding standard in your, uh, it's going to be standard in your, you know, or not, maybe not your W900, but your, you know, your, your 800, your Kenworth the T800 or something like that. Whoever designed that designed your, your 389. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Um, and, uh, most of their manpower is going towards design those packers that you're going to find in those trucks, you know? So it, it, it is what it is. You know, it, I just, back then there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot more competition. Um, there's a lot of truck, different truck bearings out there that are no longer around. Um, and that, so that's why I appreciate that, that time error, you know, gotcha. uh, but you know, I just I, I just like the the visual design. You know the yes. you know they're they're not so streamlined, right? They're I, they're kind of boxy, and you know, oh, yeah. but but you know, uh, as a kid, you know, I saw those those trucks on the road. You mm -hmm. know, uh, dump trucks and you know uh, semis and car haulers and you know. You know, oh, these, these, these older Mack trucks that, you know, had, there was no streamlining to them. They just were very, yep. you know. Boxy. Yeah, boxy. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure they were very uncomfortable to, oh. to, to drive, you know. Um, I never, Paradox, I never said this, but before, like, when I was a kid, like, my, uh, my go-to truck, like, I didn't, obviously, I didn't know the names of them. Because, you know, I was more of a car guy. But when it came to the trucks, I was all about the, the flat face, uh, needle, not even needle nose, the flat face, you know, long nose, coffin sleeper, flat top rig. So what, what, am, yep. I, what am I referring to? P379 or P359. You know, the 89 wasn't around back then. Right. Yeah. You know, the 79 was in the 2000s, uh, even 90s. For me, uh, it's it's the old like Mac R, uh, the Superliner. Yeah. You know those, those are what I remember. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I don't, mm, I don't remember seeing Mac R's. I saw a lot of Mac like uh like granites and stuff like that. Like a, there's a, they're still out there. I, I remember seeing a lot of cabovers too. Um, yeah, yeah, cabovers were pretty big in the eighties. I never appreciated the cab over until I started driving cab overs, to be honest. So I only started appreciating cab overs, you know, five, six years ago. Um, in, I, in real life or in oh, the yeah. sim? No, in real life. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. All of our, I mean, all the buses are, are flat or, you know, they're, they're, I mean, they, they have the same driving style as a cab over does. Now, Usually a bus, the seating position is forward of the dry, the yes, front axle, cool. right? Yes, 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 it is. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so about. It's, it's going to be a little bit different than your usual uh, like agreed. truck cab over. Agreed, okay. but I mean, when for visual, like when you're driving, when you're driving like a big, you know, if you're in a in a like a like a, okay, uh, say you're in a, a Kenworth. Uh, uh, not an 800. Let's let's say W900. So if you're you're in a Kenworth W900, right? And you got that big nose in front of you. 
you can't see shit in front of that. And it, you can ask J-Man this. I know you have, the listeners have heard J-Man before. If you sit in that truck and you're driving it, like, you cannot see in front of that nose. True. Like, yeah. There's like a five or six foot gap that you cannot see. And when you're in traffic, like, sometimes you want to. You want to be able to see what's in front of you, you know? Unfortunately, you just want to, you know? <laughs> Um, and that, that's part of the reason why you see a lot of those long nosed trucks, like they stay back, you know, they might be 15 feet behind you, 20 feet behind you, because guess what? They could barely see you, you know? Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. Makes so, sense. Whereas when you're in like a cab over type of style vehicle, like it doesn't like even a bus, like cab, it's not really cab over, but it's, you know, forward of the drive, the drive, uh, axle or the, I'm sorry, not drive axle, the, um, the front steer axle. Um, you can see everything. You, not only can you see everything, you can gauge, like you have a better line visual of literally everything. Like you can, it's not difficult to find, you know, figure out how wide the vehicle is. It's not difficult to find out, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, uh, it's just, it's just easier. Like visually, it's just so much easier to drive a, you know, quote unquote vehicle that would be a cab over. Than it would a you know an, a a vehicle with a, a long nose. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I wonder yeah. why they got away from the cab over then. So I think it had to do with um, safety. Okay. Yeah. I think. Uh, also, because there was a restriction of how long things could be in the united states uh when when you're pulling loads how long it could be and what they were doing was manufacturers actually came out with the cab over to combat that so they could pull longer trailers oh okay so if you had a cab over you'd be able to you could have a short a short cab just as and be powerful even maybe even more powerful than your you know regular cab truck and be able to pull a longer trailer and stay stay within those confines and be able to pull more, you know, more product or, you know, supplies or whatever you're pulling, you know? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Okay. That is long since, uh, they still have them, but it's not, it's not the, it's not the same anymore. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And they just, they just use them predominantly in Europe now because yeah. their, their it's road systems are, smaller yeah yep they just need to be able to see yep now the only thing that's kicking the cab overs off the road is like is emissions because very few of them have you know emissions equipment um they do but they just don't you know a lot of you're not going to find you're not going to find a fully you know after treated cab overs you're just not you know so um like certain states like you know california uh uh, maybe some parts in New York. Uh, I know Pennsylvania. Even though we do follow uh, in my area, we do follow California emissions. Um, they're leaning more lenient on that type of thing. It's not a you know. It's not once in a blue moon I see cab over. I'll see a cab over. Um, and I'm not talking like not even like a bus or like a um, a uh, uh, gar- uh, oh my god a garbage truck or you know a um, uh, cement truck or uh, yeah something like know. that yeah yeah you mean I, I was, I, 
yeah, I see cab overs of those all the time. I see like garbage trucks, cab overs. You, I, hell, I once a blue moon. There's a, I see buses. You know, or no, I'm sorry, not buses. Um, um. Oh God, uh, I can't even think. I can't even think of the damn name. But I'm brain fart. Anyway, I, I mean, I once in a blue moon, I'll still see uh, like a rig pulling, like a tractor, you know, pulling flat, you know, cab over. It's just, you know, I think it has a lot to do with emissions. Um, they can, you know, you can go in the state of California with it and stuff like that. You know, nothing's stopping you. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, what what would you say your your favorite uh, truck or style of truck is to to drive, either in real life or the or the sim? Yeah, favorite style. Mm, particular brand or model that uh or or even era uh well it's different so in real life uh i would prefer to drive something with all air ride and something that's smooth going down the road uh so it'd be something newer um probably like a newer mac like a mac anthem or something with not a huge nose like a mac anthem uh probably like a kenworth t800 um Fucking, uh, sorry, I'm out of curse, am I? Yeah, yeah, you're fine, yeah, you're fuck, fine. Fuck, 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 good. <laughs> um, no, uh, probably like a Mac Anthem, uh, a Volvo, VNL. Uh, if I would have okay. to drive something, I'd be along those lines. But in game, I like the older shit. I do like the older shit. Um, in real life, they wouldn't drive well at all. Yeah, uh, very, very bumpy, probably hit yeah. your head on the ceiling. Right, but too it's, many you know, times, but a lot of nostalgia there. So I, I do prefer, you know, the older shit in the game. Um, right now I've been toying around with my, uh, with my pro, my 350 bullnose. Uh, but um, uh, favorite yeah, truck no. in the game. Oh, this is so difficult. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like okay. So base game truck. What, what would you pick? Base game truck. Hmm. Volvo, Peterbilt, yeah. Freightliner, Mac. Yeah, yeah. Crickets, crickets. Um. Uh, uh, probably a Mac Anthem. Okay. Yeah. That's probably my go-to base game truck. My go-to is the W900 all okay. day long. Yeah. It sounds good, and the dash looks good. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That, that's it's a good combination truck that that sounds and looks good. Yeah, even base game it does. Yeah, I agree yeah. that. I agree with that. Um. Yeah, that's. I the three eighty nine looks good, but it it's too quiet. Well, yeah, because the Cummins IS, ISX is quiet. <laughs> They make yeah, it, it. It's a little more. It's a even stock. They are a little bit more loud than what it is in game. <laughs> they are just a little bit more louder. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like SCS could have gone a little bit further with their, their yeah. audio. You're not gonna hear like but, the crazy Jake. You're not no. gonna hear the, um, uh. You're not gonna hear like crazy whistling. You'll hear whistling. Don't get it wrong. You'll, you'll hear whistle, but. 
Um, but, but not like uh, Creech Bomb does or, or Z-Mods. No, no, yeah, no, no. Not like those guys. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you, uh, I mean, if you delete them, then yeah, it's going to, you know, it'll carry on. You'll hear it. You'll hear it from, you know, quarter mile down the road, you know, especially if he's in it. But, or if he's loaded. But, um, well, no, it would say he's in it. Because if you're in it, he's loaded. Or he's loading it up. So, uh, um, yeah, I, 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 um, uh, they, uh, oh my god, uh, yeah, it, it <laughs> most of the time, I mean, you, they could, yeah, SES could have done a little better when it came to sounds, um, they're not terrible, but they are very, very, very quiet, and maybe that's for game enjoyment, that's maybe you can have a conversation with somebody without, you know, having to turn a truck down you know or or the radio yeah the most radio. people most people probably play the right. radio while they're and they don't want the truck to be too loud or of course or yeah. they just figure most people will probably load a, a sound mod for the engine anyway so right. exactly um probably why they focus more on just the the truck model itself right 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 um older truck I'm gonna have to go. You're gonna you're gonna laugh. I'm gonna have to go Max Superliner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just appreciate the W nine or the E nine, the E nine V eight. It sounds so good, even in real life. They sound so good. Um, it's not really an older truck. Eighties, uh, nineties. Uh, that's probably would be my favorite. Um. I'm really digging that Mac R on the workshop. Oh yeah, that's a great truck. It's absolutely and great. I, I I put the ENDT in it, mm -hmm. uh, and that's sounds it's just good. a great great combination. Yeah, mm -hmm. it looks good, sounds good. Mm -hmm. I've really been digging that combination. Oh yeah, Harvin did a great job on that truck. Yeah, he did. He did, and I'm um, glad he recently updated it to one four four. I I was disappointed when. Oh, I was getting work. ready to do it. Oh, yeah, I was getting ready to go in and do it for you. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not... It, all it is is... I know J-Man's, you know, he can... Um, J-Man can... Um, uh, uh, yeah, I know he goes into a couple files and you can just change the, from the version. Uh, what I would have done was, if the game, if the truck actually worked in-game, i do something... It would have been a pump and dump, as I call it. And what you do is... You uh you go into your um uh Steam and you run the game in a certain way and what it does is it starts dumping files that are out of date, hmm. like with uh versions because there's certain versions of files that the game recognizes and it'll be like okay this 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 ver this this file is version three we're looking for version five we can we'll be able to update it right or we'll be able to you know compensate. Or, you know, in some cases, like we were having with the Mac R, hey, we don't even fuck, we don't even fucking recognize this shit. So, what I was going to do is open up my Blender, and there's something called Converter Picks. Uh, some of you guys out there that do modding know what Converter Picks is. And what you do is you, you drop the truck in, and you open it up, and you go down there and you do hit Converter. And it'll, uh, as long as you have the base SES file, 
it will convert everything to the newer the new um uh update now you might come out with some errors and stuff like that like textures and stuff like that um which is nice that harvin you know did it because harvin our priority has that stuff and has all his textures and everything that you know he was able to do uh some would be texturing might have some of it might have been rendering I, I doubt it i doubt with rendering with especially for a truck that was just updated for 143 but um uh yeah i i would have went right into converter picks i would open the truck up and i would have converted it and repacked it and seen what happened and that's probably what he did he probably opened up blender opened up the truck and he just converted it. He just hit converter picks and re repacked yeah. it to the new version. And it that's you know why why break some, why mess with something that's not broken? Right. Yeah. It's it, it it was a great truck to begin with. So yeah, it's just a matter of just updating it to I guess the the newer shaders of yeah. capabilities of one four four. Shading, so. shading wouldn't have kept it incompatible. I think if it was something with his, one of the models, something, something was out of date. There was, some, there was a file in that old truck that was out of date that was just never updated. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. gotcha. Because so. I was wondering, you know, a lot of the other workshop trucks uh, mm -hmm. worked like the K100, and yeah. uh, mm -hmm. so. But the Mac R, which was my favorite, was the one that didn't work, and that was a little very disappointing to me at, yeah. the, at the time. But maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll ask him. Maybe I'll go on the SES forum or something. I'll actually I'll message him. Uh, like I know Harvin's really cool with Creech Bomb and Slav, and I become accustomed to having daily conversations with Creech Bomb and Slav Jerry. Um, uh, Hell, I'm actually in the middle of talking to HG at Treyu Gaming. I know a lot of guys knew who he is. Hey, oh yeah, you know, Haterbilt. You know, I, every day. I mean, I I message him on. I message. I talk to HG on on Facebook every day. Um, trying to pick his brain because he's. I'm not the only one doing a bullnose 350 right now. He is also. Oh really? Yeah, he will not. So he is not going to release it to the public. He got his bullnose from the same place I got mine. And the thing is, is that someone else did do the mod. He, you know, no, none, you know, we're not going to sit here and tell you, hey, we built this mod from the ground up. This mod was out. But it, the last time it was ever used was 137. And this thing is, was out of date. Um, his is in a little better shape than mine, but he's also had his for, you know, full, you know at least a year. Um, and he said it. He, he told me, he said, I... I put a lot of work in that truck, you know. And I was like, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> and his isn't perfect. He he still hasn't ironed out the dash yet, you know. Uh I had, you know, I'm 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 I got to figure out a course of action with my dash when it comes to the 350. It's got it's got it's got dash issues, but other than that, I mean, yeah, it's a great truck. Great, absolutely great. Uh, and that, you know what? I, it, it is in my top. It's in my top three of favorite trucks to drive in the game. Um, it is slow. It is underpowered. But it sounds cool. And thank you to Slob Jerry on that one. Uh, he helped me out big time. He came through for the win. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Oh, he did. Um, yeah, because we found so we found the engine that this truck is running is called an NHS two seventy five. 
Uh, it was really, it was uh, produced by Cummins and released in like '47, I think. And it was a, it came out at the same time that Peterbilt was like, "Yeah, Cummins, we'll decide to use your engines in our trucks," because Cummins really wasn't in anything at that point. I mean, they they were they were in a couple trucks, but it was never actually put. Cummins diesels were not actually put into trucks off the line at that time. So, because Cummins, you have to understand, so uh, Cummins, uh, uh, CL, I'm going to call him. I forget uh, Cummins' first name. It's a really weird first name, but he always went by CL. And CL, uh, was really big into racing. So, uh, he, that's where his mindset was. Like, he wanted, you know, where his guys underneath him were like, hey, we're not going to get anywhere with this racing thing. Uh, but we have a market that we can really go into for, you know, building engines for trucks. <laughs> so, anyway, long story short, you know, eventually down the road, they make this NHS 275 as a supercharged 275 horsepower uh, 674 cubic inch, which is small by today's standards. Um, uh, diesel engine when it, for open road trucking. And yeah, Peterbilt was one of the first people to say, hey, yeah, we'll do it. So this engine was brand new and I can assure you it probably found its way right into the bullnose. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's what she's running and she whines and carries on. I love it. That's great, and you, from what I, I've, I remember watching you on on Discord. You you stream, you know, you're working with uh, Blender and and whatnot yeah. during the modding process, and it's uh-huh. it's really cool to watch the the progression. From, I appreciate from, that. From what it was, you know, you've you've done some amazing work so far. Thank you, thank you. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Well. Well, peak, so I, I mean, it always piqued my interest to see how I can like change stuff like what J Man does and like doing different uh, texture, not textures, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll call it textures, like you know, manipulating DDS files and stuff like that, and like putting wraps on. And I know that's what uh, what um, Silver's doing now, and Silver's really getting into it, and he's getting really good at it. Um, you know, what, what piqued my interest was I unfortunately, you know, when times that we are in day, you know. A lot of us have trucks that are bought from people that, you know, might have been in that uh, other country, in that country that, uh, that you know, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, and it's a shame that, you know, because of what's going on in today's world, that, you know, sometimes we might have to take things in our own hands to actually use those trucks because they, you know, they might have to have a great truck. Like, I'll, you know, I'm going to throw a name out there, MTG. Uh, I have a the Mac B sixty one, and I have the Mac two eighty one purchased from him. Uh, I absolutely adore those trucks. They so did a great job with those vehicles. At some point, I'm going to have to update them so that I could continue to use them, because he's not doing any updates for it. Yeah, because um, he he can't, right? No, he so. can't. He can't. Same thing with Ruda. What do you you know? Ruda's trucks. Ruda's Russian. And, yeah. You know. There's going to be a point where, you know, 
people are going to want to use his truck even because they bought it and they can't because he's not doing updates for him or he can't get an update out for it to us. Yeah, eventually the the version of the game will get so advanced yep, that it exactly. will make the truck outdated and it'll be broken. It, right, exactly. Where it won't work. And yep. just like with the, the Mac R, mm-hmm. when uh, the game went from 143 to 144, it, it it rendered the truck obsolete. Yep. So they, they uh, Harvin had to go in and update the Mac R for one four four compatibility. Same kind of same kind of thing. And mm-hmm. with uh, these mod trucks by Ruda and MTG and yeah, uh, there's a couple others I can't think of their names, but those two really stick out. And you know, it's not their fault. It's just. No, it's just stuff that's been going on. And, you know, we have no control over that, but yeah. we do have control over a file that we purchased. That is one thing you have control over. You purchase something that is your, you know, he gave you that. Um, and that's how I feel about it, you know. And there's going to be, you know, I like my dual truck. That's when, you know, one of my favorite. I, I really enjoy my, I have really enjoy my Kenworth needle nose from Virate or Blueprint Mods. And I really enjoy my 281, 351 from MTG. And guess what? I plan on when it goes incomplete or incompatible, I do plan on updating that truck. It just, you know, and that's something I wanted to learn how to do. Uh, in the process, I have learned, like, you know, you get those mods out there and you got like a red GPS like, you remember the red GPS? So here you go. Speak of the devil. The B61 has a red GPS. Yeah, yeah. I could fix that, you know? I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot about that till now. Um, come, to, can... come to mention that um, I, I have the, the Freight Shaker, the, um, the classic XL, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I could be wrong. Um, isn't it a Ruta truck? I can't uh, remember. Is it, if it's the one you got from me, if it's the one that you, uh, I don't know if you got it from me, but uh, um, I have HG's Ray Shaker. It's it's not this it's not this the small one. It okay. this is the the bigger brother. It's the classic XL. Oh and, okay. Uh, yeah. So um, when you're in the cab and you. At only at nighttime does it do, do this. Right, right, right. Daytime it's fine, but nighttime when you go to look out the right side window, there's like a red glow that's oh. always there, and you can't see out okay. that window, right? Okay. And uh, I, I, I don't know what it is about it, but, uh, and again, I, I believe it's a Ruta truck. I could be wrong. Okay, but well, see, that's something that could be fixed. That's yep. actually a really, that's actually, you don't have to even open Blender for that one. Um, that's an easy fix. Uh, that's a, that's a SUI file update. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah the, like could, a, like a reflection kind of thing? Yeah, exactly what it is, is a reflection. Okay. Uh, it might, well, it's not necessarily a reflection thing, but it's how, so the, depending on the model of the game and depending on what they changed, is depending on like certain attributes with uh like how lights are projected and lighting it's more of a lighting issue is what it is it's not a reflection issue it's a lighting issue 
and that can it is reflection but that's something you could change right in the sui file that's not even something you don't have to go into blender for um whereas um not even um i don't even have to go into blender to fix my uh like if you have a red part or a pink part or whatever you don't have to go into blender for that either you just have to File, yeah. I mean, it's easier to do it in Blender, and I did mine in Blender, but you can actually just get a new uh, texture file and just keep. You know, obviously, when you open up Blender, it uses the TOBJ, but if you, as long as you don't change the name of the file, you can just put a new picture or new background and just pop plop it in there with the name of the t same name as the TOBJ file and. It'll use UI file. Uh, hmm. Ideally, what I would do is, if it's a freight shaker, I would just go get. Get like a W to copy and go over to your. file yeah it is. i i stuff it i've is. learned how to do so far as bull knows this thing is so far out of date and has so many different ways it's pulling different textures that sometimes it's aggravating it, it can burn you out like it started burning me out a little bit there this last week And so I'm game for their marriage. American truck simulator. Interior specs page or interior specs on this truck. Uh, whoever did this model did not do it right. They didn't. It's they took they whoever did it took a took the interior from like a K one hundred or um they took it from or, like a fifty two or something. Or maybe you could reach out to like a museum that has one and could provide yeah, you pictures. Uh, you know, I can. I could. I guess I could do that. But Peterbilt is like really Peterbilt really cares about its history. They really care about their history, and um, be as it's the first cab over. You know, um, they you'd be surprised how open Peterbilt is to this certain things like this. Hmm, cool. Yeah, I, I I do a lot of reading, and they're like really big into it. So if I even if I would reach out, they would potentially send me. They'd be like, hey, 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 sleeveless. Well, they want to say sleeveless, <laughs> but they'd be like, hey, hey, Joe. You know, because my name's Joe in real life. Uh, 
they uh thank you for reaching out um yeah we'd be glad to send you out like the interior documents of a uh, bullnose 350 or something like that you know if they if they still have them oh, of course they do they they have a oh yeah oh they do i assure you they do oh okay oh yeah cool so i just read an article uh so um the the first one of the first rigs that Peterbilt ever did was the 260. Um, it's from like the freaking 30s, right? Actually, from the 20s. And uh, someone found one in like Texas or some shit, and he ended up starting to restore it. It was a company that started restoring this thing, and they did a pretty good job. Uh, they sank like something I think 800 thousand or 800 hours or something like into this truck. And or was it eight hundred? No, eight hundred. I'm sorry. They sunk. They sank eight hundred thousand dollars into this truck, right? This company. Well, anyway, Peterbilt got wind of it, and Peterbilt came out, looked at the truck, and offered him like a substantial amount of money for the truck. And they they took it, and Peterbilt took it back, and they trailered it back to their uh, corporate. I don't know where the corporate is at the top of my head, and they sank another eight hundred thousand dollars into the truck. Wow. Yeah, they they did a full resto on it. And it's now in their Peterbilt. Uh, I'm not sure what, what happened there. At a... I fucking love that bot. Now recording. <laughs> right? I'm here. So cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was really cool that uh, Peterbilt bought the truck and oh yeah and uh and like finished the restoration that that was pretty cool so they're they're in this thing they're into their history uh big time uh i could always take a little trip over to peterbilt dealership real close to my house there's one like three minutes from my house Eh, give or take it's about five minutes because it lights it's it's about two miles from my house um wow okay yeah uh gl sayer is their name god they got two of them is it just like a dealership or it's Peterbilt they... Kenworth? Okay. It's Packer. It's Peterbilt Kenworth. You know, it's a Packer dealership. Um, but they have an I know they have an old Peterbilt in their in their uh, showroom. Uh, that sits and lives in there. I don't know the model, but I do know that they have one in there. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would you know. I can just go over there, you know, worst case scenario, but I would actually, I'd probably reach out to, I'd reach out to Peterbilt themselves. I'd be like, hey. Um, or, like, you know, even go to the dealership and ask him, hey, who would you know who to contact directly? Oh, no, that that would be easy. No, no, no. I could, I mean, you could find that on Google. Oh, uh, okay. okay. This isn't my first rodeo. I, uh, so. Okay. All right. Switch, switch subjects a little bit. Um, so I have an old Kawasaki. That you can't find anything for, right? I reached out to Kawasaki and was able to get a whole schematic of the bike. Oh, so nice. Yeah. And I mean, it, the best part about it was, like, I was expecting to, like, pay, like, uber amount of money for this, 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 uh, their copy of the book, their copy of their repair manual and stuff like that. They didn't charge me a thing. And this is a big, it was a big book. You know, really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They sent it to me. They like, probably had hundreds of them in, in a box somewhere, probably. Uh, <laughs> so no, the way they did is they ended up photocopying everything and putting it, but they put it in like a real nice oh. binder and they sent it out to me and I'm like, 
Jesus. I'm like, interesting. You do all this. Okay. You send me like a, like a, uh, like a digital copy of this. You know, you don't have to. I could have printed it out. You know, thank you. You know. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, they ended up sending it to me and everything. Yeah, they're like, hey, what's your uh, address? And I gave them my address, and eh, I, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Eh. I would um, expect to pay you know a lot of money for yeah, something right? like that. Wow. Like, so interesting. Uh, Unfortunately, so. the bike is still in a million pieces, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at least you have a roadmap, oh, right? Yeah. Yep, you yep. know, you know what goes where, right? And I can do it. Yeah, I have. I have the manual to do it all, if I have to. Yep. That's great. That's great. So yeah, you'd be surprised what these companies out here would do, especially for their history. Like, if someone really cares about their history, like, they, you know, they do big things. So. um that's interesting because my 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 dad works works on stuff, uh, you know, uh, small engines and, and mm -hmm. stuff like you know uh, yeah. generators and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. But and yeah, he's he's come across some things that aren't just aren't made anymore. You can't get parts. Yep. Right. So you know, uh, maybe we should try that. You know, reach out to the. The company that that made it, or um, or even the company that bought the company that made it, right? Yep. Yep. And uh, maybe maybe they'll be kind and do the same thing. Yep. So I had something very similar happen. Um. So I have a water. I have a uh, a uh, a water um uh pressure washer. And it was built in the fuck. It might have been built in the seventies. It's a uh, this engine on it. It's a Subaru. Uh, a Subaru. Uh, uh, damn, I think you can't. It's, it's a Subaru engine. Um, I forget the other company that was like slashed with it at the time. But uh, they there were some parts that they didn't make anymore, and uh, I ended up uh, very similar situation. Uh, reaching out, and they were like, "Oh yeah, there's this is the updated," and they sent me like an updated updated uh, brochure or whatever updated manual and uh ended up finding it had to do with the points uh they updated the points system on it and uh i ended up having to pull the front cover off and actually uh putting a new point system on it like an updated one uh that w if you found the original make build it was not you know obviously you're not going to find the parts you're not because they like i said they updated it so um yeah uh that's Quite common in the small engine industry, to be honest. I uh, been there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am but. fortunate enough that there is a small engine, or there is a uh, uh, a yeah, a small engine uh, like a lawnmower shop not far from my house as well. Uh, and they're able to jump on stuff like that too at times. But uh, yeah, sometimes you know, making a little reach out to the company I made it, saying, hey. Uh, I have this model, make sure you have the model and everything like that, and I'm not sure which route to go with it. They'll, they'll point you in the right direction. They will. Cool. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Yeah, even if you tell them, hey, uh, I have this old engine, I uh, want to do a, uh, I'm restoring, and uh, I don't know which route to go with this. So they'll, they'll point you in the right direction. Now, you're, you're also kind of, didn't you say you're working on like a, engine sounds as well I am. so back to that nhs 275 uh i decided to start playing around with uh f mods and 
the engine that was done was done in the old versions of SES. So like 137, 138, 139. When they went to 140, they went to FMOD. So this engine was like straight OGG files. And a million of them in that matter. Uh, I started learning how to use FMOD Studio and how to convert uh, the sounds for FMOD and tweaking them just right and stuff like that. Uh, thank you to Slav Jerry. Every, a lot of you guys might know who Slav Jerry is. He's big on the forum. He's right there with Creech Bomb when it comes to engine sounds. Um, I, uh, I had a product and it was close, but it wasn't like, it, I just didn't put me over the top. I'm just like, man, I don't know what else I can do to get this engine to sound perfect. I sent it to Creech Bomb like two o'clock in the morning, or I'm sorry, to Slav at like two o'clock in the morning. Like, so I go to sleep, I wake up and, uh, jump on. I look, and he sent me a message on Discord. I'm like, oh, sweet. So I go over there, and I click on it, and he was like, hey, he's like, uh, I got figure it figured out. It was like, six, he did it. It was 6 o'clock in the morning he sent me this message. I'm like, what the hell? So not only did he send me a message, he sent me a whole hour-long YouTube video of him using the engine. Uh, and I'm like, wow. oh, shit, right? So this guy had, I, he, I mean, I spent days, and this guy had it for like two hours and was able to to get it over the top and he had a full-on youtube video edited and sent back to me so he sent me the project and everything uh so i'm able if i want to change anything i can um go back in and you know manipulate a couple files like i do plan on turning down the supercharger a little bit and turning up the base engine a little bit more uh that's something i plan on doing um but yeah uh sound recording um and uh getting i'm potentially getting into engine sounds uh i don't know where i would i mean i can do it like personally um i just don't know where to begin um there is a couple engine sounds i do have in mind i just have to keep a lookout um being from the state of pennsylvania uh they're you know central pa has a big trucking thing and about an hour from my house they uh there's a big big uh like they have like a Mac, uh, like a Mac uh, truck show, and uh, once a year uh, they have where people from all over the world or all over the country, you know, maybe even all over the world. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple guys from Australia land would uh, would uh, ship their superliners over across seas for this truck show. I, I would assume they might. Um, or right hand drive ones anyway, because there's a couple superliners over there that we didn't have here. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, but I know like there's a big Mac show and then out in central PA, they have, um, like a bigger Mac, they obviously have bigger truck shows. Uh, so maybe I might, you know, go out there, see if there's, uh, like someone with a 671, like an old Detroit, you know, that I might be able to sound record, maybe get in the game. Um, no one has, uh, updated a 671 in a long time. Uh, I'm a particular fan of two stroke diesels. A two-stroke Detroit's, um, so I would like to bring that one back in. Uh, I know Creech Bomb did one. Uh, it's a little iffy, but also yeah. he's doing a six seventy-one. He wasn't able to necessarily record it. He was, you know, he had to do it off YouTube, you know. And he told me when I when I re I did reach out to him, and he does have a sound recording of a six seventy-one. I used to be in the game. I asked him. I said, "Hey, are you planning on updating it?" He said, "This this this sound." Quality. He said the sound quality needs a lot of work. 
I said, okay. You know, so we left it at that. Um, so maybe I might go out and do a 671. Uh, not the 6V71, just a 671, the, pre, the prequel. The one that came out in the 30s. So oh, that, okay. Yeah, that might be my next... Uh, that might be my next... Uh, if there's uh, any of those still around. Oh, there are. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. There's a lot of... I mean, hell, they ran... They, they made 671s all the way up to the 95. Damn, really? Yeah, from, yeah. from the 30s to yep. 95? Wow. Yep. Sure did. The only difference between the 671 from the 30s to the 90s was, uh, from my understanding, obviously, uh, mufflers and shit like that. But um, I think eventually they started they started putting jakes on them from the factory because in the 30s they didn't have they didn't have jakes. Um, yeah, Cummins was actually the first guy to come up with the Jacobs brake. Uh, small tidbit: I highly recommend you guys, anybody who's interested in that, actually looking into it. Uh, Jacobs brake actually wasn't uh, patented by Jacobs brake. It's just Jacobs Jacobs was the first company to actually produce it. Um, Cummins was the one that came up with the idea and it wasn't called, it was called, it was just called an engine brake at the time, or I forget what they called it, Cummins brake or something. And it didn't sell well. And then like a year or two later, they, uh, reached out and then Jacobs was, had the same, a same idea. So they, you know, got together and made a baby called the Jacobs brake and, you know, everybody loves their Jake's brake now. So. Oh yeah. It, it's, it's not a semi without a Jake brake. It is, <laughs> you know, you, it's got to be a loud Jake brake too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, American trucks have to be big and loud. That's, yeah. that's just that's how how we Americans are, especially in Texas. So, especially I mean, in Texas, <laughs> everything's bigger in Texas. Absolutely, the men are bigger so. in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> my my grandfather's from Texas, so yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean it really cool that uh you know you're into modding you know um yeah. trucks and engines and uh skins it. and um and yeah between so between yourself silver and j man you you guys can pretty much do any kind of customization um, oh yeah and i i hope to see the day where you guys yeah. get together and build from scratch you know, that's a, actually, uh, it's funny you say that. I'm actually, uh, I was, I went down the rabbit hole last night. Uh, I, uh, was toying with the idea of purdue, uh, purchasing a model, um, that's not in game and actually putting it in game. But that, that would be so cool. Yeah. I want to do one project at a time. I want to get the, if I can get the 350 ironed out, then I will go about doing that. The only issue is we all have different flavor. You know, we're all different flavors. Um, well, but that's the thing. There's always somebody out there that, you know, and really, if you make it look good, mm -hmm. if you put out a quality product, yeah, somebody's going to want it, you know. Yep. Um, and just because it's different, mm -hmm. right? It's something new. Um, right. It's something we, we've never had before, right? Uh -huh. So... Just that alone, uh, I could see where where people would want it. Not to mention, you know, uh, people that are into classic trucks, like like you and me. There's um, a lot of people into classic trucks. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, because it is, you know, people about 
my age, you know, 40s, mm-hmm. 50 years old, you know, that that play trucks in and, you know, they grew up with those older trucks on mm-hmm. the road, right? They're, yep. that's what they, they were used to seeing as a, as a child com- coming up. So yeah, uh, that was the, it, it, it was their draw to trucking, you know, yep. uh, big, big three spoke steering wheel, you know, uh, mm-hmm. lots of instruments on the dash, you know, everything analog, right? Oh, uh, I know, yeah. Uh, switches everywhere right uh <laughs> it, big old cb radio you know yeah uh, steering wheel big as shit you know right yeah <laughs> couldn't even turn the damn thing man, man you know manual no no power steering right oh, i can't yeah i can't imagine that but uh, that's what i can't imagine driving one of those in real life but man they they look so good though they do they really do i wouldn't like I said, that's what I was saying earlier. I wouldn't want to daily drive one, but uh, in game all day long, no problem. Yeah. Uh, once you get them moving, anyway, they they turn well. I mean, I've I've driven you know these trucks and buses with no power steering, so it's it's not you know it's not terrible if they're moving. If they're not moving, then it's a different story. Then it's like, all right, this thing sucks, you know. Or but, yeah, or if you're just trying to get it. Or, uh, um, where you need to maneuver the truck yeah, around, tight, you know, tight yeah. spots. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. You got to have the trucks. You know what? When it comes to driving, like, uh, I was always told as a young kid, never turn your wheel if you're not moving. Yeah. And it same. didn't make sense. Um, but it's bad for tire wear if you're yep. turning and not moving so yeah because you got a lot of weight on it so right. yeah so it's actually not a bad idea like with the mechanical steering like i, I had an mr2 ahead to have had a manual rack and even though that's a lighter car and it wasn't terrible to turn with no power steering um it definitely was easier turning when you're moving at, even at a slow pace it doesn't matter you could be going really slow and moving so it's actually a good habit. So um, even if you're maneuvering in tight spots, um, even if you're going a you know a quarter of a mile an hour, is enough to be able to turn. You know. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree. Even if you're in a really really tight jam and you just have no if ands and buts and you got to turn that wheel and not move, yeah, that's that's that would suck. So. That's where your power steering comes, your friend. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, Sweden was kind of... I, it's uh, it's we running kind of long, long so oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think I should end it. It's been really long. I like it long. <laughs> that was a joke, guys. That was a joke. Easy. <laughs> but, uh, um, I appreciate you you your time and uh, yeah. you know kind of talking talking with us and yeah. uh appreciate being asked to do this uh you know who wants to talk to sleeveless i mean like come on <laughs> this is, i'm i'm an i'm annoying i'm monotone i mean i'm boring 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, not near as bad as this paradox guy, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> need need to get rid of that paradox guy. Oh god. Stop it. <laughs> Got a fucking magnet on you. <laughs> like, oh, paradox is on. Let's see what he's up to. You know. That's why everybody leaves every time I join. It's like. <laughs> usually that's the case. I get no, on, and everybody's like. Only only fucking turtle leaves, and turtle's just different. That's all. Yeah. He's not leaving because you came in. Turtle's just wants to see what everybody's doing, and fucking, he's like, oh, no one's doing what anything I want to do. So, I guess I'm just gonna go be a loner. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I get it, that. It's all cool. It's it's cool. You know, it's, I know, nothing against it. Yeah. God forbid I, if you go in there playing some golf. Right. Yes. <laughs> all right well paradox i appreciate you uh you know having me on here uh yeah no problem uh trying to hopefully gain some popularity with this this podcast and uh you know get it yeah, we, get it out there because we we have some great people in our community and i, I think you know people need to know it yeah you know, i appreciate uh, we're i, I not, really appreciate how you uh um found me too like i you know it was it was good timing is what it was very good timing yeah and uh oh and before i go while i'm thinking about it uh you got you guys out there need to need to know how i discovered sleeveless Uh, (laughs) he he's the only streamer i've seen using a twin stick shifting setup to drive the simulator i got a problem i i have not seen a any other streamer or come across anyone else that actually has a dual shifter set up for the simulator so that's that's just super cool but we'll uh (laughs) we'll talk more about that when we get you on another time because i wish i'd have remembered that before went we down a rabbit hole yeah but yeah it's, it's all right we're we're ending the show so well if people but are listening uh, you know we'll have another episode yeah, that's fine yeah maybe i'll even yeah. turn on the camera or something like that you know do a little video i don't know if you, can even you know what i am thinking about a, a a video podcast in the future so uh, that's something something in the works yeah oh man that means it, i gotta it, it can be done with obs so, you know, I'm considering doing that. Oh, sweet. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm ugly, though. <laughs> Not as much as me. Uh, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll set it. I'll get the, maybe I'll be able to get the camera set up a certain way so that I can see the twin stick. Unfortunately, I don't have it set up at the moment. Um, playing different games and limited on how many USB slots I have. I currently have it disconnected. Yeah. But. Yeah, you know, I, I I'll hook it back up and maybe I'll do a maybe I'll go get the spicer mod and I'll do like a six four setup or something like that and yeah, down that all route. right, all right. But well, again, I I appreciate your time and yeah, uh, you. we'll definitely have you back on in the future. So yeah, definitely, I'm I'm all ears. I'll definitely you know like to do this again. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, that'll do it for this segment, guys. Uh, Stay tuned. Uh, I'm going to have 
another segment coming up. Okay, uh, it's going to wrap it up for this episode, episode two. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I did have a second segment planned, but uh, episode is running kind of long, and uh, figured figured we'd end it here. So uh, be sure to follow and uh, stay stay tuned for episode three coming soon. See you next time.